There's something new on Airs LA every day. My name is Dr. Bill Takeshita, and I'm the Chief of Optometric Services at the Center for the Partially Side in Los Angeles, California, and the Consulting Director of Low Vision Education at the Braille Institute of America. Each Sunday, we're going to bring to you tips and information to help you to cope while living with low vision. Make a cake for a neighbor. One of the most helpful ways of making yourself feel better and giving yourself the confidence that you can do things in your life after receiving low vision is to do something for others. I know that early on when I lost my vision, at first all I could think about was how unfair this was to me. Why did this happen to happen to me? Was I bad? Aren't there others that this could have happened to instead? My friends, my neighbors, and other people all tried their best to make me feel better. They told me things such as, Well, God only lets these types of things happen to those who can handle it. Or, This is something that is really intended to be. Something good is going to come from this. Or they would tell me things such as, Well, we really admire you. Even though all of these types of comments are things that are intended to be very helpful, at that time I really didn't want to hear it. All I wanted was to get my vision back. Day after day I became more and more angry. I couldn't understand why this was, and I felt that life was really quite unfair. But soon I learned that I had to go on with my life. I was still only 42 years of age, I had two children, and I realized that my anger and my very, very poor behavior was beginning to affect my entire family. Soon I noticed that everybody was quiet in the house. Nobody really wanted to talk, nobody wanted to bring up ideas of things that we could do, and it was because of me. So I then learned that I had to really change my attitude, and one of the things that I wanted to do is I wanted to show people that I was not disabled. I really hated that term, being disabled. So I started to do some basic types of things around the house, you know, making breakfast, coffee, things like that for the family, and one day I decided, you know what, my neighbors have been so good to me that I want to do something really special for them. I'm going to go ahead and bake them a cake. I'm going to bake them a nice chocolate cake. Now the thing that's kind of funny about this is that I had never baked a cake before. I didn't know how to do it. But I did walk to the grocery store, and I bought a box of Duncan Hines cake mix. I read for the ingredients using my magnifier, and I brought all of those ingredients home. One of the things that I did buy also was a baking pan. They have some of these aluminum foil type of disposable baking pans, because I had no idea what we had at home or not. So I read the instructions using my magnifier, and I followed the instructions very, very carefully. I remember my wife telling me that when one bakes, you really have to do things in the order that they say. For example, if they say that mix something at that particular time, you better do it at that time and better not try to skip a step by adding everything together and mix it all at once. So anyways, I pulled out the baking pan. I remember it was a 9 by 13 aluminum foil baking pan, and I sprayed the inner side with Pam. That was that type of non-stick type of greasy uh, lubricant that I put on the pan so the cake wouldn't stick. And then I brought out a big mixing bowl. I dumped out the cake mix and I did just as it asked. It asked that I added some oil, added some eggs to it, and mix it. 
I also learned that it was important not to mix things too much. Sometimes if you mix things too much, that wasn't also very good. I then poured the cake mix inside the pan and I preheated the stove, excuse me, the oven, and I set the timer. The timer is really something that's very, very important. And after about 35 minutes, that cake was ready. When it came out, boy, it smelled just delicious. And I knew that I was going to deliver the cake in that pan so I didn't have to try to do some miraculous thing such as removing the cake from the pan. Well, then the next thing was that I wanted to find out whether or not I should frost it with chocolate frosting or was I going to use Cool Whip because I sort of like Cool Whip on a chocolate cake and maybe I should use this Ready Whip. As a matter of fact, I purchased all three of those different types of toppings. Well, I couldn't make my decision, so um, about 20 minutes later, after the cake cooled down a bit, I took the cake and everything that I had over to the neighbors, and I said, you know, it's kind of embarrassing, but I appreciate all that you did. I baked a cake. They couldn't believe that I baked a cake, and I gave them the option of which particular type of topping. So I brought over plates and forks. They said, sit down with us, and I cut the cake for them, and I said, you know, would you like uh, whipped cream? or Cool Whip, and the wife, she wanted Cool Whip, so I put a big old dollop of Cool Whip on there with a cherry on the top, and her husband, he wanted to have the chocolate frosting, so I would just can frosting, but I opened that up and put that right on top, and they said, why don't you join us, have a piece, and so I had one, and I just put powdered sugar on it. Anyways, the cake was just really, really surprisingly good. I couldn't believe how good it came out, but just the fact that I did it myself really gave me a lot of self-esteem and my neighbors just could not believe that I would take the time to do that for them and they couldn't believe that I was able to do it. But this is something that really gave me a lot more self-confidence in knowing that I could do things and soon I began to make things for a lot of the other neighbors. I think by doing this it helps to open the communication between yourself and other neighbors. So, as a good activity for you to try, bake a cake for your family, your friends, or maybe even just for yourself. Just see how it comes out, and I'm certain you'll be very, very pleased. For Airs LA, this is Dr. Bill Takeshta. This podcast is intended solely for the use of the blind and the print-impaired audience. Any unauthorized use is prohibited.